is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, then real is simply R N S. I still am embedded into the whole culture of it, so it's beyond just being a fan of listening to the music. R N S. How do you define real? Necessary. Shit. Talk to him. what I think real. When you talk about being real, being real is always R N S. I got what you need. Give it up. That's why I'm a real nigga. That's why I'm on some no, shit. No, that's, that's why you're a real man. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of RNS Radio Live on RoomServiceRadio.com. Check in, press play, and enjoy your stay. I am uh, I'm here today, not live in the studio, but via satellite all the way from Thailand with Radio 3000, man, international recording artist, uh, dope MC. Um, how you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, I know it's super early. Actually, the brother's really calling from the future. That's why they call him 3000. This is Monday morning out there in Thailand. So, um, man, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, before we kick into that, though, yeah, uh, well, I guess I could talk about that to, to start off, man. I, I actually found out about you through your cousin, Paul Domingo. You know, I met him in uh, 2019, and, uh, you know, we was both going through some stuff, but mutually we kind of started building and growing on these ideas. And he was always telling me, man, like, yeah, my cousin Radio, he's out there in Southeast Asia. He's in Malaysia. He's in Thailand. He's doing his thing. And I'm like, yeah. I want to do that. It's a dope experience, man. Sure. Yeah, man. Um, so um, to start, uh, is it cool if I play a little track to get the people familiar yeah, with you? Do. Let's right. do it. All right, I grabbed the most recent one I could find. Uh, it's actually a uh, big Kahlo uh, featuring you, No Cap. Is that cool? That's, yes, sir. That's one of my favorites. All right, man. It's a, it's a dope sound. Y'all check in. We about to play this real quick, and we'll be right back.
Wet for the nose, with the floor seats. I just let the call me. And I know you don't know me. I'm just a regular broski. I just do me and I'm low key. Packed up my shit and went all sea. That's out of the country. Fuck you, I'm out of the planet. I do a party and blue though. Get me some alien cool I told you that I've been abducted. Who take I'm nothing to fuck with? I do this because I just love it. I ain't these regular MCs around here Just switching my style So next year will be my year This and now is my year So now is my year Let's be clear Crystal clear Got that flavor for your ear What you want hooks? I got that, I got that What you need lyrics, dog? I got that, I got that So fuck you, I'ma do me now Grabbing the world like a rebound It's in the palm of my hand Boy, you was all in the plans I snap my fingers like Thanos She'll do it off for the bandos Then gotta open like sandals Yeah, on that pussy like yeah. banjos Yeah Puff, puff, fast rotation Overseas so long-term ancient I'm in Bali with a hottie, she Jamaican On a Ducati, it just sounds like a spaceship Look who just walked in the room R-A-D-I-O Drip like pipes in a trap house Better get a cup, got the juice You niggas should've never let me lose I am a whole animal You see me flex at the show And my money blue like crystal The coupe all red like Suwu The whole squad move like troops They call me General Hughes And you don't wanna end up in the news I'm from the 209, where it's do or die Get your head knocked off Every day I wake up, thank God that's rap shit really popped off Cause I don't know where I would be without it, man, I don't even doubt it The I be dead or broke, I'll probably rub it, fuck you, probably read about it Tired of being humble, nigga, I've been low-key I played the background too long, and that's not me Put me on the front line, me and Callow, nigga, now it's lunchtime We eat rappers after, we hit them with a thousand punchlines They say it's All right, we are back. Uh, after some small technical difficulties, I'm still getting used to all the technological, you know what I mean? I'm used to doing this on a phone, so this is a whole new uh, new vibe for me, man. Um, so, yeah, man, let's jump into it from the beginning. Uh, I know you're originally from Northern California. Uh, if you, uh, yes, sir. Can we take a second to, uh, let's talk about, like, just growing up there. Um, like, well, first of all, where are you from growing up there, what the scene was like there, what the sound was like, and uh, how you got into hip-hop? Just to start. No doubt. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was born in Sacramento, California. Uh, my family from New Orleans, my mom and my dad. So when, when they came to California, they kind of moved around a lot. So growing up as a kid, we moved from city to city a lot in Northern California. So, you know, starting with Hayward, California. Then we moved to, um, you know, from Sacramento to Hayward. Then from Hayward to, you know, uh, to, St to Stockton and Tracy, which, which I would say, you know, my teenage year, that's where I grew up. That's kind of where you know where I represent the 209. So yeah. you know if you know anything about about the Stockton area, you know it's, it's just like any other you know urban city, urban place where you know you got your trials and tribulations, um, but then you also have a, a dope you know a dope music scene, a lot of a lot of dope creators that's that's doing their thing and trying to trying to make it out. Um, I was you know I was I was a part of that. Um, growing up you know in the early 2000s during the hype movement so I was just trying to own my skills and you know there was there was definitely a dope um underground hip-hop scene that was kind of emerging at the time um you know with different you know live showcases freestyle battle you know <laughs> bat mc battles uh 
you know, poetry slams. I, I would I would try to get involved with as many things that I could just to, you know, just to just to show people what what I can do. And then at the same time also develop develop um, my skills as well. Right, right. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, damn the hyphy movement, man. That just took me back. <laughs> I had just yeah, moved yeah. to Vegas right around that time and man, I mean they right. was turning it, man. We was going up in the clubs off that. And um crazy times. Yeah, crazy man. Times. I got some homeboys in that area, Stockton, Modesto, you know, up there, right. you know, I, from breaking, you know what I mean, from back in the day. But yeah. um, all fresh. Yeah, yeah, you know, because I'm I'm um like a little generation maybe before y'all was, uh, you know, I got into hip hop in like the late '80s, early '90s. I'm a older cat, but um, nice, so nice, what, nice. <laughs> what was the what was like the um, I guess I say the catalyst of being like, you know what, this is what I want to do. Like, was it like, did you just start getting a hell of love or, or what really made you think like, man, I could do this for real? Yeah, um, that's an interesting question. I, I guess, you know, high school was definitely where it kind of, where it all began. Um, me and my friends, uh, Kayleen and Beethoven, which is, you know, artists that I work with, uh, we, we would just always go to to the studio every weekend my mom would drop my mom would drop me off about 40 40 minutes you know 30 about 30 minutes away um every weekend and we would, we would go and record we started like putting together little parties and you know concerts or whatever and i, I think it was the, re the reaction from the crowds you know when we would perform our songs that we would be recording you know on the weekends when we actually have a we put on a show and we would perform those those show, those songs man and to see the reaction for the crowd that's when we I, when I kind of realized like yo like I just love the energy that the crowd gave back to me and this made me want to create more and more and want to uh, you know do my thing more and more so I think that was kind of like the early earlier stages when I realized like yeah this is was something really I really want to do then of course you know as you as you advance through through you know through through my career early in the earlier stages you know finally getting on the radio and it's just all about the people man like just get, getting that reaction just always had me like yeah this, this is what i'm made to do right like they exchange your energy from the crowd and and man yeah yeah that's yeah. so um For sure i guess i can well i'll say um how okay what influences let's start with that because you know everybody want to know influences like who what yeah. artists did you look up to? It could be local, you know, they could be from your yeah. city or like, you know, yep. on the national level. Like who who was really like pushing you to grow and create your sound? For sure. Um, I always always mention these top five. I mean, I, earlier years I was always listening like Pac, of course, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I would listen to a lot of Lauren Hill just from her diversity from the singing and rapping and then her, con her lyrical content. Um, you know, Andre 3000 was always super dope to me. Um, locally, you know, E40 was, you know, that's the king. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, E40. And then I, I listened to a lot of, like, R&B music as well, man, growing up, you know, the Marvin Gaye's. Anybody that's great, really, you know, I was, you know, I was really always tuned into them. I can always tell, like, okay, this artist just has something different, and I will always tune into them. So those are my, you know, those are my top artists that I really, really focus in on. Um you know, creatively, the Busta Rhymes. You know, oh, yeah. I, I, I love Busta when I grew up. You know, he just, his videos, his lyrical content, his his animation was just always something that kind of like uh, inspired me. Yeah, or, yeah, and yeah, and, and all the artists that you name have like a lot of depth. You know what I mean? Like it's you know yeah. what I mean. Of course, we you know it's hip hop, and you know you have a, a you know styles of hip hop. But I always had a lot of respect too for artists like you say, like Lauryn Hill or or Three yeah. Stacks, and they they just. Back. 
Like, cause you know, I think we grow up in a in an environment that like outside influences tell us you can only be this, you can only be that. And so it was always right. nice for me to see people that was like, nah, I'm a, I'm gonna do this too. I'm gonna sing. Right, I'm gonna go left. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna act. I'm not gonna let you tell me how to dress. That's one thing I wanted to say too. I noticed when I was going through your catalog, man, I was watching some videos and I watched your interviews and stuff. And I was like, dang man, like this brother got like, like you said it in uh, your uh, MTV Asia interview, you was talking about like, I might look like this today. You know what I mean? I might be yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then next yeah. day I might come out with the, you know, with the suit on them or, or just, yeah. it's not about yeah. like whatever, it's about whatever you're feeling, you know, the energy. Facts, facts. For sure, yeah, I, I never, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people are just really like um, constricted to one, one particular thing, one particular look. But I'm, I've always been into fashion. I've always into, I'm, I'm just, you know, diverse person anyway. So um, I, I dress how I feel, you know what I mean? Right. When I feel like this or, and even musically, like I create what I feel. Um, if I'm, if I'm feeling like, you know, I, I heard you mention the 80s earlier, and, uh, you know, during quarantine, I just only listened to 80s music for like two months, three months straight, and then I, I felt like making the 80s songs. It's just, it, mute to me, it's just, you know, creativity, art, fashion, all goes hand in hand, and it's all about what you feel. So I try to express that. Yeah, yeah man, and I mean, it shows, you know, like I say, I had been, um, like, when I was uh, kicking in with your cousin, man, and we was talking about all these projects, and, you know, really, I, I wanted to shout him out, man, because this is kind of yeah, like... that's out Paul Domingo. Yeah, he's, he's a cool dude, man. He's a talented cat. Yeah. I used to always be like, why you don't rap? He's like, bro, I rapped already. I'm like, man, you got a skill. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but it, man, we talked about this particularly, like, doing stuff like this. You know, like, what? and I started with the podcast, and... um. Yeah, man, I, I don't know if I, I would say that I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for my conversations with him, but he definitely mm. inspired me, man. I got notebooks full of stuff that we talked about of just like, wow. bro, I want to do this and YouTube and and then, of course, like the, the travel in the world, which I definitely want to get into, man, because I want to pick your yeah. brain about that. But um, let's go. But that's so, dope to hear, man. That's that's dope to hear that you that you uh you put into action. You know what I mean? What you what you talked about. That's that's a, congratulations on that, man. I appreciate it. And hopefully, I mean, like, I'll be able to expand it. And um, like, even this setting, you know, the uh, the room service radio setting, man. Like, you know, I, I mean, I have a faith based background, so that's that's how I I draw the conclusions in my life. So. Yes, and one day I was just on the gram and it popped up. Hey, there's an internet radio station called Room Service Radio in Vegas. And I was like, I'm going to hit them up. I hit yeah. them up and they was like, come through and, and boom, you know, like, like that. Yeah, man. So um, on that on that note, like um, how much of your career did you spend here in the States uh, before you decided, like, I want to go global? How much time oh, did man. you? Yeah, the, the, I would say the majority of my career, you know, I... Um, I I was I was just like every other artist doing my thing, you know, uh, you know, recording, promoting, you know, pushing pushing a hard line as much as I could. So the majority of my career, I was in the states. Um, I didn't really come. I didn't really start going overseas. I came overseas probably like a couple, like ten years ago, I would say, um, and to Singapore. But like it was what I was doing there in America that actually led me to get overseas. Um, I had performed on uh, BET Spring Bling. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, way back in the day, and then some agents, some, some agents that were looking for some artists, or actually in particular a rapper, to go overseas and perform at this at this venue. They happened to see the performance on BET, and you know, the rest is history. So, um, yeah, I, I started there. Uh, yeah, the majority of my life was there. I, I, I've been here for the, you know, in and out here in the past ten years, but but before that, it was definitely 
from El from from the Bay to Los Angeles to Atlanta, like anywhere I can get it, I was I, I was going. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about um, cause you know, okay, so growing up in the in the eighties and the nineties, like um, there were distinct sounds. Areas had sounds. You had the Atlanta, like in yeah. the South, they had their sound. The West Coast, cause I listened to a little bit of everything. I remember in your interview too, you said um. Your first uh, one of your first influences was Bone Thugs and Harmony, and I'm from Northeast Ohio, yes, so you know we rep oh, for the fresh. team. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah. dope, man. And then, so then, like, you know, you had your Bay Area um, influences in history, and then uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about how you ended up down in Atlanta and like what you kind of absorbed from, because you know, Atlanta, in my opinion, is one of like I won't say the mecca, but it's one of the larger. Um, centers for a black culture in the united states right now like they're doing oh, big yeah, things for, for black sure. people down there and i really rock with them man so can we talk sure. about that for a second yeah yeah that, um well i was i was i was living in you know i was living in la for a while you know doing my thing um i was working with a lot of like labels a lot of artists out there but then me and i was there with my sister and we just kind of got to a point where we kind of got tired of like chasing the chasing the white rabbit or whatever you want to call it chasing the chasing the um trying to get into the industry, trying to, you know, knock on, we knocked on every single door. It just was like, it was just, a, it was just crazy, you know? So we felt, we decided um, to, to move out to Atlanta where, we, you know, we just felt like we would be a better, a better look at the time. It's like 2000, 2006, maybe. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Atlanta, man. And uh, it was just, a, it was a dope experience living, you know, dope living out there as far as, especially musically, because so much talent out there. And then, the industry there works like there's they have their own ecosystem like they all work together you know what i mean like if there's an artist that's on the rise everybody knows with everybody knows about then you have all the clubs all the radio stations all the promoters they all work to push that next artist to the top and then when he gets there then they then there's another artist that comes around you know what i mean like it, it was pretty dope um i remember like being in open mics with, with bob you know what Ooh. i mean like i'll go yeah, every, see, Atlanta has like a, a, a crazy open mic, uh, open mic scene. So, from Monday to, to Monday to Friday, you got different open mic places to go to and perform at, and you do competitions, you win. There might be some radio stations there, but like everybody, you know. So Bob was in that same circuit. I was in the same circuit with him, and it was amazing just to see him go from that to where he is. You know, where, when he when he was on his, the height of his game. So Atlanta is just a super dope place, man. Um, especially being black, man you know seeing seeing all of us work together that was that was even crazy to me Cali like you know you go into a club you see so many like you just see nothing but black people but then it's just cool and then you know nothing happened you know it's just everybody walk out safely I'm like damn like it's not like Cali at all right. you know, um, it's not like Cali at all um but yeah man Atlanta was just 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 filled with style you know music uh originality culture it's just one of the, it's just no place like it. I, I think it's going to remain like that for a long time too just because a lot of us come from the south anyway you know true so, facts hey, facts our families if it's not you then your parents your grandparents somewhere down the line you got people from the south so I, yeah I, like you said the mecca I, I definitely believe it's the mecca of the south is just the mecca of true you know the, the, the origins of hip-hop so, yeah. yeah oh for sure and man and um you know like you said it's funny that you draw that parallel because it is like you know if it ain't you it's somebody very close to you for in sure. generations that came from that way like i have um family in alabama i got family in tennessee um you yeah. know stuff like that um yeah. and i've been really wanting to get down to atlanta man and just because i mean Got speaking it, of the open mic circuit i was watching an interview it's an older interview but it was like um 
Goody Mob and T.I. and a couple other people from there. And they were talking about those experiences, man, going from. And it's just like that's another one of those scenes where like how often do you get to see so many talented people in one area and they all kind of not all but a lot of them blow up because of what you just said supporting each other not hating on each other like we can actually we can do this y'all we don't have to hate on each other to win so yeah um that's their advantage that's their advantage for sure yeah yeah that's why it works so long yeah yeah and like just like you said like you 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 eat better you 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 grow more your your relationships stay um healthier for longer when you're not trying to step on nobody's head to get your money man thanks so right. yeah, that's that's refresh. I'm going to Atlanta. That's it. I'm I've decided. So um real let's take a real quick break, man, play another song and um and then I definitely I want to go into the decision making process of going global, man, because I mean I've been following you on well just on Instagram for almost two years. It'll be two years in April. So, yeah, and I've been watching, man, and I'm like, this dude is everywhere. He's in Malaysia. He's in Kuala Lumpur. (laughs) He's in Thailand. And so I want to shed some light on that. And also, like we were just talking about with the Atlanta movement, like to say to people who are out there thinking about it, you can do it. Mm. All you got to do is just make the decision and take action. Yes, sir. That's what it's all about. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. We're gonna, I'm going to drop this track real quick. Speaking of R&B, it's my homegirl, Sean Dene, featuring Big Schoon out of Las Vegas. It's called Go With The Flow or Go WTF, and we'll be right back.
Right, we're back. Uh, yeah, man, that was uh, Go WTF with Shondane uh, featuring Big Schoon. So, yeah, uh, my, my boy Triv actually just hit me with a good question I want to ask you. Uh, but first, uh, let's start with – let's start at the beginning. Um, how – what was the thought process? What was, was there like a catalyst or an event that you was like, yo, it's time to go over? Oh, you, you just told me about the, 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 um, the spring bling and they pulled you out. But then why did you decide to stay? international like was the reception real good i know you worked with a lot of artists over there like what's the what's the move yeah. like yeah i mean at first first the first time i went it was only for six months right so mm. i mean not only but yeah it was, <laughs> it was a six month it was a six month contract and you know uh i was i was just so it was just such a brand new world for me just stepping outside that that bubble of america uh not just musically but just like life you know I me mean? like seeing new places seeing new people uh, new culture, a, a totally different uh, philosophy of life and, and living, um, which which was a dope experience. But I, I I definitely would say like while I was there doing my doing my music, I, I had this this thing like I gotta get back to America, like I gotta I gotta make it out there, you know what I mean? And I, I just kept that I kept that in my mind. Um, so the, you know the first the first time I went it was only for six months, and then I rushed. They wanted me to stay longer, but I was like, no, I gotta go back. I gotta go out. So I was chasing a deal at the time. Um, so I didn't really see it. I didn't really see it and appreciate it as much as I um, I should have. It, you know. Um, so I, when I came back, I did six months, and I came. I went to Singapore first, and I came back to the states. You know, was pushing the issue um, back in the states, and then I got a call from from Singapore again. It was like, yo, your song is on the radio out here. Like, yo, we need you to come back and you know tour like do some touring. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, I'm you know. So this is about like nine months later. So. From, from when I came back from uh, the first time. So I, I went back again nine, uh, nine months later. And I think that second time I went back, I kind of, I started seeing it, what, what it was a little bit. Like, okay, I'm, I'm getting some buzz out here. I'm on the radio doing my thing, doing shows. Then I came back again, cause I'm chasing, I'm chasing the, the, the deal, I'm chasing the dream. Like, let me, let me I, I, I wanna get signed, I wanna get signed. And I, I did that for maybe like, you know, two, three years in the States. And I had a lot of, a lot of success, but nothing what I really wanted. And I remember one day I was just like sitting in my house in Atlanta. I was like, yo man, like I, sh I should have never, I should have stayed overseas. I'm about to get back on my international hype. Um, and this was after like getting signed to Sony music for a little bit. And then that deal went to shit and got signed to universal. That deal went to shit. And I was like, man, I, I, I just need to go back overseas where, where I, I, I can kind of create my own world and create my own um, my own lane. Um, so yeah, so I, I, 2011, entering in 2012, I went back overseas to um, Bali, Indonesia, and then to Jakarta, Indonesia. And ever since then, man, I just I just been on I've, I've been on pedal to the metal out here, wow. collaborating with a lot of international artists. And just figured out, I, I, you know, it took me a while, but I started realizing, hey, I'm, I'm creating my own lane. I'm doing something. I'm, I'm kind of in the forefront of that, right? Like I'm creating something that nobody else has done um, as far as what I could what I could see in the places that I've been. And I just, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I like the way that everything's turned out, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Like when you just said that, I was, I was thinking that too. I'm like, really? 
you know that's really because you know they 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 mess with hip-hop all over the world but yeah. oh sure the global reception is so you know it's big but also you don't really see a lot of artists from america tapping into those markets you know what i mean like, no you don't so you don't. i think that's a dope realization that you came to like it's almost like you know you go and you knocking on the door and they open the door like oh come back in five minutes here here in the states oh. with, with the deals and shit come back in five minutes yes, sir. and you like okay yeah. all right uh and then it's five minutes later you knock on the door like hey man i brought yeah. some and they do that and they do that because there's so not i mean it's not a talent based thing but it's really like there's so many people that want to do what, what you do that like sure. they have their pick of the litter per se it's like oh what what what's the look this week what's the sound this week what's the you know what i mean and so real creatives like with with their own i guess spirit it's yeah. like because you know you you get lucky so like you get a lauren hill but it was at that yeah. right time wasn't it because it was neo right, right soul time. movement and you know mm -hmm. what i mean like we was coming off yeah. the backs of like the native tongues you know all that so yep, yep. why sit around and wait for the door to open when you could just go make your own door yeah i mean exactly with that that's a perfect i mean you, you basically write up um right on target with that man uh and i say that a lot of times like what i realized especially like living in la especially living in la you know it's a revolving door of just people coming in and out all day long but then i realized you know then when i said atlanta i seen how many artists how many rappers there was how many talent after there. then i just thought about it i was like yo like everybody's trying to make it through like one one door everybody's trying to make it through one door and, and the overseas thing was just like a door just sitting all by itself you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> right i looked over there i was like well what's over there you know and I looked in that door and I, it wasn't no line, you know, it wasn't no line to get in. And I opened it up and it was just a, a, a world just untapped, almost like an empty canvas. And it was pretty much like uh, whatever I paint on this thing is going to be what it, what, it, what it be. I have to just show and, and, and prove. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a really dope analogy, man. Like everybody trying to squeeze through one door and you looking over here like... Yeah, ain't nobody in there. We about to go in there, check ain't it out. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Yes, sir. So there's another question I want to talk about too, like with you, you know, spending spending time in the industry, trying to make it, doing this work, you know, like grinding, and now you know, like we live in an environment with all this technology where you just kind of basically, I don't want to, say, you know, because there's, there's a lot of people making music, but even for for talented people making music, it's that much easier to like. Right get your stuff out so do you prefer like do you have nostalgia for the like the industry-based movement or are you like are you okay sitting here in this new wave of technology where you got a song you make it people hear it like yeah i mean you know you gotta you always one thing about the music industry is that it's always it's forever changing right like it never stays the same and i believe that if you if you if you get stuck in the way things were then you're gonna be you're gonna be a has-been right like you have to you have to keep up with the times even if you whether you like it or not and that's that's just the nature of the business since way back since you know from when they were recording on 45s until they went up to the to the L, you know the bigger lps and eps and 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 from from, from a track all the way to tape you know what I mean from tape to CD like there's always going to be some type of change and you have to evolve with it so um, I actually you know there, there's pros and cons about the way the digital area that we live in uh, the, the online game that we have um, one is just that 
it, uh, you know, we're in the early stages of it, so we're not really getting paid as much as we should. But I, you know, that's the same thing they had to deal with when 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 the industry first started. You know, right. when you think about the artists from the '60s and the '70s. They were they were, you know, compared to what they were making in the '80s and the '90s, like it was nothing. But you know, after people speak up about it enough and fight for it, then eventually we'll start getting paid more. So we're in the early early stages of a new um, music industry revolution, revolution, which is cool. You know, what I mean, um, uh, I still I still love to do physical products um you know at my shows and different stuff like that people can order bundles and stuff online but uh, you know i have to play the streaming game too you know just to keep just to stay in the race and, and stay relevant to what's, what's going on um right now in, in the industry it's not so much about labels now it's more so about the technology and the platforms that they have out there so um i'm not i'm not really uh, opposed to to the way uh to to the changes i'm just you just have to adapt and, and, and find your find your thing with it or yeah i mean i definitely feel it like i'm i'm notoriously late with technology like i was like i just got a twitter last year because i'm oh like God. well everybody's well, like man twitter's the move and now tiktok is a yeah. thing and i'm like look y'all i'm but I, i'm still i'm you know like uh gary v says this a lot he's like it's not going to stop technology is moving forward so like you said do you want to get in the car or yeah. you want to just get yeah. out of the way some people are yeah. okay but i like to this is an opportunity for me, who likes to share stories in hip hop, to do something like I'm doing right now, talking to a brother in Thailand. Like, there we go. How would you ever do that? You know, so right, like, right, right. this is it's incredible, man. So I definitely I'm with you on that. Um, so going back to the uh, the global experience, um, let's talk about the expat expat life and how to yeah. maintain it for people who maybe like mm. like oh how do I get in the game? I mean, because you know you buy a plane ticket or whatever, you go somewhere, but you know, there's a yeah. way to kind of be self-sufficient, right? So, can you uh, shed some light on that without giving away too many secrets? Yeah, no, you know, I, honestly, uh, I don't even want to necessarily call them too much secrets because I believe they need to be told. You know, what I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a wide open, it's a lot of space, man, for to, to do things. It's a big world out there, <laughs> put it like that. Um, and the first, first thing you need is to get that passport. Like so many, <clears throat> so many people in America don't even have passports, you know, but they'll have two hundred dollar pair of shoes where a passport on might cost you a hundred dollars. Right, and the right. Passport, yeah, the passport is literally the key to the world, right? Like if you don't have a passport, you can't leave the border, you can't. You can't even leave America. Um, a lot of people might not care about it until you, until you really think about it. Like, damn, I'm, like, I'm, I'm literally stuck here until I have this this booklet that gives that says, okay, you can go beyond these borders. Um, so that that you know, I always recommend you have to have a passport. Get that $100 online. Just Google it. You know, apply for a passport. You can get that. And then once you, uh, you know, if, if I feel like artists that want to go overseas, like pick a target, like pick somewhere that you that you feel like you might be interested in. Do some research before you leave. Like find out about the area. Find out about the artist that's in that area. Find whatever genre of music you want. There's there's all there's a lot of stuff online and a lot of information. And you can just start like researching and, and you know finding out more about that place and then when you, when you feel like you can even connect to some artists like hey look i'm coming to your to your to your country soon you know i'm working out of the space i'm trying to do xyz and a lot of artists be like okay cool and you get in town let me know so you know pick a place do the research and, and then get up and go man don't be afraid to get on that plane and, and get up and go because you know the world is your oyster and, and, and you never know you never know until you go out there until you try um and then when you get, you know, living living abroad, man, it's all about like respecting those people's environment, you know, the places that you're in, um, and 
always always say learn learn where you at learn the people uh network with the people try to learn the language as much as possible and be respectful you know what i mean and, and i think you'll go along any artist anybody will go a long way whether you're artist or not or you whatever every industry you are when you go into a new country it's all about like just being respectful and, and trying to and showing them that you're trying to understand their culture and exchange your culture and for the most part i haven't been too many places where they didn't respect that you know what i mean right. um i've lived in you know abu dhabi in the middle east indonesia the singapore the malaysia the thailand and it's always it's always about respect um you know for me for musicians when I, for me when i when i came in town you know to singapore i was you know i was looking at the radio stations i was looking at the who who's popping in the city i wanted to connect with everybody who's the promoters what's the promotion companies uh what's the t what's, what's the tv channels that have hip-hop and r&b on there so i just did extensive research and contacted every, as many people as i could and it, 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 here i am you know what i mean More. years later yeah so um yeah what's so what's the process like like how how okay how difficult is it to sustain international living like do you have to take mm -hmm. breaks or is it just like once you, once the ball get rolling is it easy to keep it rolling like what's what's it what's it look like to keep it moving like that yeah um i think the hardest part of it all is just to like staying in visas right like getting getting um the actual work that will keep you there for a long time where you can, okay, I'm here for next year. I'm working with this company or, or you know, this production company or whatever. Okay, that's the hardest part. But but as far as like like cost of living and stuff like that, it's much more cheap. It's much cheaper than um, to live over in certain places overseas than it is in the States, especially in like Asia, Southeast Asia. So, you know, you just have to just stay, you got to hustle just like you hustle back home. You know what I mean? You keep the bills paid or whatever. But, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities a lot of uh, there's a lot of opportunities for people that are have an innovative mind you know what i mean to have the the mind and a hustler's mind a hustler spirit to just say like okay i'm coming here i'm gonna bring you know xyz to the table and i'm, I'm gonna monetize off of it so you know if you have that mentality on in, you know that type of hustle to like monetize off of your talent you know it's, it's a lot of opportunities a lot of opportunities to do that it's not it's not actually it's not really hard to live overseas the hardest thing is just Unless you don't have that grind and that grit, if you don't have that grit, that grit and that grind, you're gonna go home real soon. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I think um, just like you was just saying about technology moving forward, and everything. I think we are. I think we collectively as a society are starting to be opened up to what's possible you know what i mean like this is the yeah. first year you know i turned I'll, I'll be turning 41 this year so this is the first year in my life that i've decided oh i'm not about to be working behind no counter when i'm 50. i just right. made that decision and these are all steps right. in that in that direction like i yes, told sir. i told my cousin i was like i don't care if i got five hundred thousand or five million in the bank i'm retiring when i'm 50 period i'm not doing <laughs> simple he said i'm not doing it yeah so like you just said, like I have to roadmap that in my mind. What does that look you like? Do. You know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I've been. You do. I mean, I, like you and people like you have been inspiring me for a couple years now, man. I've been looking at international right. real estate, and like you said, yeah. it's not it's not super expensive to rent or even own with the right places. You know, yeah. like I was looking at apartments You'll in Egypt the other night, like twenty thousand nice. dollars. We're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, the one thing I, I will say this, man. Like, one thing I realize is, like, when you, when, you know, when you go to these different countries, you start seeing other people 
that are from their respective countries doing their thing and they're you know you know they're they're coming to that country they're setting up shop they're owning businesses they're owning clubs it took me a while to like finally like be like you know what i gotta start running some shit out here like how are they doing this and i started asking questions and it was like yo it's not that hard like yo you have a couple you know uh you go online and you, you search or you go to the embassy or you go to the to the city you know whatever whatever states whatever country you're living in you go down to the to the um you know the embassy or or, or whatever business bureaus they have out there and, and a lot of times there's america especially with american passport we have a lot of like different um benefits with with a lot of countries where they go oh yeah you can you can you can buy property here or you can you can start your own business and it's not it's not really it's not really that expensive it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not really. Sorry, my phone my phone tapped out for a minute. But, all um, good, it's bro. not really. It's not as expensive as people would think. Um, you know, and, and start. I mean, I started a business in in Malaysia like 2013. I mean, it was just almost like how you apply for an LLC in America. Like hundred bucks. You know what I mean? You get a hundred dollars and you got you, you got a business now. Like, you know, I have you have to have a local partner or whatever. They take the majority. You know, it might be you know 51, 49 type of situation. But for the most part, if you call, you know, it's it's pretty pretty much easy. It's networking. Um, and you know just having an idea and, and, and then bringing it to life or yeah like the, yeah. like you said the hustler's mentality like how many and i was telling i was talking to um you know one of my younger homeboys about this the other day we were talking about money and finances and stuff and i'm just getting into all this myself but like yeah. i was looking to like you know you see people with the money like this and the ear or like <laughs> they got a, or even like for like older people like you know your mom i mean i know my mom and my grandma had a yeah. big ass jar of change in the corner somewhere like some weird <laughs> But you like when people really start to understand money, they start to realize that like, okay, money in my hand is not making money for me. I need. I just heard Fifty say this the other day. Like, if you're not making money when you're not working, you're really not making no money. You're and, not making no money. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the book called Richest Man in Babylon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's one of the main things. Like, put make turning your money to a slave, right? Right. <laughs> making your making your money work, putting putting the dollar. It's it's a simple, you know. Uh, I've actually been on the same hype for the, for the past, you know, couple months now. It's like, you know, you put your money in the put your money in the bank and it sits there in the bank. It doesn't really do nothing. You might have small a small amount of interest, but then you'll put you invest your money into like say say the stock market where your money is moving now. It's it's an, it's an account as well. It's just like the bank as well. So it fluctuates, it's volatile. You know, it can go up and it go down. But for the most part, if you're doing good research and you're paying attention to the market, eventually it's going to go up. So you'll you'll make more money in that that regard than you would it's just sitting in the bank then you take it out the stock market say you say you get some money in the market and then you put it back in your bank well now the money's not doing anything anymore you know right what I'm right it's right back to not moving at all so yeah you got to put your money to work man. got to yeah man and see like for the people tuning in man this is these is the kind of conversations and i, I don't like to make things uh too like in a racial context but when you come from yeah, a financially yeah. une uneducated group of people who have <laughs> generationally not been educated about finance right generationally like now we need to yeah. be brothers need to be talking about this kind of stuff because Facts. like just like the the business boom in atlanta going back killer mike just opened a bank by himself or not by yep. himself with some other partners bank greenwood that kind of yep. stuff is how you bless your kids and they bless their kids and eventually like we create a foundation financially that allows us to move independently throughout society man like yeah that's sure. And, and that's one of my favorite books. That was the first time I remember one of the homegirls I used to work with a couple years back. She gave me that book to read because I'm, I'm notoriously bad with money. I'm a spender. Right, well, and like, yeah, 
that's no good. It's no bueno, man. So, yeah. Yeah. and man, richest man in Babylon. If you haven't, anybody who's listening, if you haven't read that, get a copy of it. Um, I usually get a lot of books from thriftbooks.com. They got the, I got the 19, you know, I get, what did I just get? Oh, uh, Outliers, the Malcolm Gladwell book. Oh, oh yeah, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Plus shipping, you know what I mean? That's, that's so, a come up. Yeah, yeah. That's a come up. So yeah, that um, yeah, man, it's nice to see brothers that are on that same page, like in terms of you know, because like you live a fluid lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like mm. you go, you might be here this day, you might be there that day, but you always got the constant of what's going on in your logistics, right? For so sure. I think gotcha. people need to realize that because I think a lot of us still equate work with money. Go to work mm. nine to five. If I want more money, I got to work nine to six. You know what I mean? Right. And it's right, not right. It, that's not the case. You take your money that you make that you're not spending, that you don't need to use to live, and you put that somewhere, and that gives you the ability to work nine to four instead of nine to five type of Back. so on and so on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, uh, touching on that, now the, and I'm glad. I love the free-flowing conversation because that, that wasn't on my list of things to talk about, but it's so important. Yeah. Um, so important. So let's go into what you were just talking about, the international wave and being at the forefront mm -hmm. of, a, of basically a brand new market that if things go according to, you know, um, the demographic changes, that could be it's going to be huge in the next couple of years, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I, um, I guess early on, I, I didn't like I said, I can kind of see like, oh, it's a wide open lane. But like now I'm seeing that a lot of the, you know, the the eyes are starting to turn towards this direction, like seeing, like, hey, what's going on over there? And, and, and I understand that it's going to take a while, you know, because such a different, this is such a different thing um, that the people are used to. But yeah, like you said, the, just the way things are happening in life right now, um, it's it's uh, it's already set up, right? We just need we just need more lights coming out. Like there's, we got we're, we're doing festivals, we're doing, you know, hip hop is flourishing out here. One thing about the internet is. I, and you were saying something earlier that kind of struck my mind. You were saying like back in the day, you could identify where somebody was from by, you're saying something like, by you know, I, well, you know, for me, it's like back in the day, you can identify where somebody's from by the way they dressed, the way they rapped, the way they did anything. You could tell where they from. But well, now you can't really tell because everybody gets information at the same time. Right. So right. like, if, if something, if a new something comes out of Vegas and it goes online, you know, instantly the whole world sees it. So now that's just the whole world gets that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, definitely. Everybody's doing the same. That's why everybody sounds the same. That's why everybody raps the same. That's why everybody um, dressing the same. Because it's, it's everybody's getting information at the same exact time now. And it's trending really quickly around the whole world. So, you know that works that actually works in in our favor of being here in the southeast asia where like you know people are starting to see what we're doing we, we, we can see what they're doing so we do it's not like we sound outdated or anything like that out here but we getting it we getting it the same at real times you know and the same vice versa and people are starting to tune in over here and see what's going on um yo mtv like the interview you were referring to that i did earlier was from yo mtv raps right that they brought yo mtv raps to southeast asia and like other countries are picking up yo mtv raps now we're in america maybe yo mtv raps hasn't been out since you know the 90s or whatever yeah yeah hip-hop is just flowing through the world man and taking over so crazy um to the point where there's there's People are gonna have to tune in eventually and seeing what's going on over here. It's a uh, cause it's a lot happening. It's it's crazy. A lot of my people come from the states and they see what's going. They they come out here and visit me. They come to my concert. Like God damn, like uh, <laughs> thousands of people coming to your shows. You know what I mean? And um, fame is fame. You know, fame, I guess you would say, is, is a is a interesting thing because it's 
there's so many people that are that are known that maybe you might not have never heard of you know mm-hmm. but they're they're they they're they're famous or they they're big in their own their own places in their own territories um you know so it's so in the international game is crazy bro <laughs> like it's crazy so many so many artists that are doing like amazing things and i'm just can't wait to the to the point where more people especially in the western world will start tuning in and paying attention definitely yeah and i mean just talking about that in general like even for me in coming up in the 90s like because i used to break dance or break you know and now yeah. there was a big uh, there's a big thing like because now breaking's going to be in the olympics in 2024 so as a right. kid i'm like my brain can't really but i'm also yeah. you know like like where I, when i came up different regions had their own style like b-boys from the south or west coast b-boys they didn't look like us in the midwest and then new york and yeah. and now globally like you said it's the same thing like i follow i'm not active in the dancing part of the community but i follow the the instagrams and the little events and all this stuff and kids because yeah. you know like you have to learn from what you you know like people that grew up watching jordan they turned into kobe bryant right so right, like right. For me, I'm watching these kids and they're doing incredible things because it's just like you said, they get the information in real time. They don't have to learn how to do this particular move from bumping their yeah. head in the garage for six years. Facts. They just get to Facts. see it in motion. Yeah. So yeah. like, so even just on that note with the international game, it's like, man, it's like you said, there's no limit to it. It really is no limit. No limit. And his- no limit. historically, we being at you know united states being at the quote-unquote forefront of hip-hop we i think we abandoned things like you said your mtv raps we abandoned yeah. things that other cultures when they get it they're like this is a this is a jewel this is a gem why you don't yeah. why you don't mess with this they no more yeah. yeah 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 america's real real pop man like like soon as something pops they on to the next and, and, and those bubbles pop quick <laughs> those bubbles pop quick you know like our artists I put it like this man like an artist like like uh let's see somebody that's just totally not you know no disrespect but not relevant in the state like a chingy for instance you know chingy can come to, to southeast asia and, and, and sell out he can tour sell out tour right you know, they still appreciate his music it's not about like is he popping or not it's like did we like your music yeah we like your music they're gonna be rocking with you Word. they may rock with you forever yeah i think that's something i think we can benefit from that here and learn from that like because you know like we 50 maybe almost 50 years old as a culture right and as a music we're like 40 maybe 40 give give or take and so it's like we're at the first not the first but like we're towards the end of the first generation of having ogs who still do it right like you know you get it like karis one just put out a new album and i was like ain't you like 60 but also (laughs) why not you know what i mean if why not you know what i mean like why stop doing yeah why stop doing what you love to do but hip hop is only the only hip hop is the only genre of music that really trips off people's age. You know what I mean? Like rock stars, dark and roll, country, any other <laughs> genre, they go forever, bro. Like, yeah, they go till they yeah. die. Like I think the Beatles are not the Beatles, but the Rolling Stones is still on tour. They like 105. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. For real. So, um, with that, let's talk about the. Um, collabs in because I've seen a couple. You know, obviously we played the uh, the big Kylo joint and um. Yeah. So like, what's the collab? Like, how easy is it with language barriers, cultural different things? Like, I mean, we all come in through the hip hop medium, but like, what's the how difficult is the process to collab with artists in in Southeast Asia or just anywhere in general? Uh, initially, it's pretty hard. You know what I mean? Um, especially in Southeast Asia, like Asian people are. What I've noticed is they're really 
friend first type of people, right? Like you're not gonna just hit them up and they be like, oh yeah, I'm down. Like they need to know you before they really like rock with you. So, you know, you, and then now you have to learn the culture. You gotta learn like the do's and the don'ts and stuff like that. And then they'll start rocking with you. So that's, you know, but, which is cool though. Like I, I respect that. Like if I'm coming to your section, then I should understand where you are and who you are and, and, and what you're about, um, you know, uh, but you know, uh, once you've once you once you've done that, I think it's and you've been accepted in those in, in the certain areas. It's pretty it's pretty easy, man. Like people, they want to they want to work with us as much as we want to work with them, right? Like, and, and definitely being from the states it is an advantage. They look at that in in high regard um, in certain aspects. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's, it's levels to it, right? It's, right, it's all right. About friendship, friendship and development. And then you, then the doors are open. <laughs> so uh, with that, like, you usually get a more genuine experience. Like the collab is more like it's a it's a wave as opposed to just like two people. Like, oh, I'm in the studio and I rap, and then you come in and I'm at 100%. Carl's Junior, and you make your you drop your verse. Like, as opposed to Facts. we vibe out, we Facts. make a song together. Facts, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yep. So, um, moving with that, like, do you, th okay, this is a good question then. How do you feel like, do you think there's a market or will there be a market for international hip hop here in the States? Cause I've heard, like, I used to, you know, like I had homeboys and homegirls that like came from different countries, you know, South America or Europe and stuff. And they would like try to put me on this stuff. And I'm like, I'm trying to hear that dude with the yeah yeah well it's crazy enough it's happening you know what i mean like once again like we can't really tell who's from where no more right so you have you know you have uh you you have yeah even even like the, the whole grunge uh grunge it was a grunge or grime style style that, that came out of the uk with pop smoke is rapping over now you know yeah case now you know um uh, a lot of like the Afrobeat stuff is starting to pop in the states now, right? Like um, a lot, even Latin music is, you know, always has been, you know, that's the international. We we affiliate like Latin music, like because there's a lot of Latin people in America, but like this Latin music is literally coming from like Puerto Rico, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> DR, different places like that. So that's the outside of the states. Um, UK artists have always been relevant in the states, you know. From think about the Beatles, right? Think about like, you know, you know they so. You know, it's always it's always been a thing, and hip hop, um, hip hop is. I mean, it's happening too. You have eighty in Asia, for instance, eighty eight rising. You know, you uh, rich uh, rich Chigga or whatever. He, uh, rich he changed the name to Rich Brian. You know, it's it's, it's it's starting to happen. It's starting to happen. You know, it's it's starting to happen a little a little bit more. A lot of even the mainstream artists are starting to collaborate with the international artists a whole lot more too. So it's gonna take some time for it to be like a thing thing. You know what I mean? Where people just know like, oh, that's the wave, like the international thing. But it's definitely on the way. It's definitely on the forefront. But there are sprinkles of it that already exist and have been existing since for years. Now. Right. Right. Yeah, I didn't even think about it in that perspective, but like you were saying, like the Beatles, you know, going back, like yeah. even the Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix, stuff yeah. like that, you know, brothers from, yeah. you know, so um, we had people like always like, oh, uh, her birthday was yesterday, Sade, she's from the UK, you know what I mean? She, right. you know, one of my favorite artists probably of all time. I didn't even time. know that, I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> British, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't either until yesterday when I was looking at, and she's been one of my favorite singers since I was a little kid, you know what I mean? So, wow, wow. So, um, in your travels, like in the last 10 years or so, being, you know, uh, international, like, are there any, like, notable 
collabs or like artists that you really you know have grown to respect in your time over there maybe they, they might be big or they might just be people that you had a real good time vibing out with anything you can think of yeah. off the top of your head you want to yeah for, for sure man I, I, I you know my, my boy Richard J in Singapore he was the first cat one of the first collabs I ever did we, we got on the radio and, and he's the reason why I was able to stay in Asia for a long time like that collaboration was the reason why I even have a name here, like where, where, where it all started. Uh, my boy, uh, his name is the boy Wei. He's like one of the biggest artists in Thailand, you know, and, you know, he's been like my business partner for the past three years. He's, he's been incredible, man. Um, you know, Joe Flizzo out in Malaysia. Um, it, it's so many, so many dope people. And, and, and it's even more dope. What's dope too is a lot of like uh, these, these connections of, you know, especially here in Thailand, you know, I've been able to connect with like, you know, DJ Who Kid, you know, uh, 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 Ray Schremer, you know, they'll come out here and, they'll, and they got to come rock with us because we the guys out here. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a blessing, man. Like so many, so many people that I've met um, living overseas, man. Or, yeah, and that's, that's dope that you say it like that, too, because it's like, you know, like you say, when you go into somebody else's section, you go in a, a town or area, it's like it's customary in this culture yeah. to kind of tap in like, hey, bro, I mean, you, you know. Right. Even if, you know, yeah. y'all don't have a work, you know, y'all don't have a relationship or even a working relationship. It's just like, like you said, it's, it's I know the the type of get down. Like, okay, it's an American artist out there doing his thing. I'm going to get in with him because he knows the lane. He knows who to talk yeah. to, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, man, that's that's dope, man. I th it's nice to see those gears working to keeping, you know, people building on both sides. Um yeah. Let's take another quick break. I'm going to play the last track for the episode. And I want to come back and uh, talk about, like, um, what you got going on now? Uh, like maybe okay. we'll talk about like uh, how COVID kind of because international travel it was probably crazy <laughs> then and and and, everything and bouncing off of that to like what you got going on now and what's gonna be coming up for you in the future. Okay, all Sounds right, good. all right, well, y'all. We'll be right back. This uh, this right here is my homeboy Life Seeker and it's called On the Relaxing Tip. I like this vibe, man. He's got a real '80s kind of retro hip hop vibe going. He's got his own style, and uh, we'll be right back. Put a hole in a line, watch a pet leg squeeze up the line, brown hole the metal. 
We are back. Um, that is uh, Life Seeker on the Relax and Tip off the Heavy Mellow album. Uh, he's a real cool dude, man. Um, I've been chopping it up with him lately, and I talk about that in this process, man. It's um, I've had the opportunity to meet, so to speak, and and get to know a lot of dope artists, man. And I really, really like the technological aspect of this. But I digress. Uh, let's talk about um, 2020, man. Let's talk about uh, how that affected the international artists. Travel, I know, was probably crazy. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Man, <laughs> you know, 2020 was, for everybody, it was super crazy. Um, it shut down a lot of, you know, just on as far as music-wise and entertainment, man. You know, it really, it really put a, <laughs> a big... Uh, into to what we were doing as far as traveling, being able to do concerts, shows, perform, um, especially here in Thailand. Thailand is a, is a heavy tourist place, right? And like now there's nobody coming in no more. So it's just a totally different vibe. Um, but it definitely woke a lot of us up just to be a lot more digital and go online a whole lot more and, and di diversify our, our hustle. Um, but it was 2020 was crazy, bro. Like it, it, it just it changed everything. Like it put everything, it put everybody on one boat, and then I you had to realize, like, damn, like, okay, what are we gonna do now? Like, how are we gonna get out of this? The secret swim type shit. Yeah, man. Um, and in regards to that, like your experience, like, uh, what did you? I mean, did you get a chance to do any shows? Was there any travel? Like, was it like off and on, or how did it work? Yeah, it was off and on, especially here in Thailand. Uh, Cause we had we had like a three month lockdown. We I mean like total lockdown. Like, and we already was wearing masks and stuff out here anyway. It's just like kind of thing that they do overseas anyway. So we weren't really opposed to that. So we, we Thailand handled the, the cases pretty pretty and still handling the cases pretty well. Like we only have like a total of seventy deaths. You know what I mean? In, in over the past year, yeah. So I mean the cases are going up, but we you know ten thousand we got ten thousand cases only seventy deaths. <clears throat> so that's cool. Um, I mean you know better than better than most, but not cool but better than the most um 
And so we had to like we locked down from um, April to around you know late late June, and then by July we were kind of back open again. August we we back touring and doing our thing, um, and then they just shut us down um, right before the new year because there was a couple of cases that broke out. So we had a you know we had a, a decent amount of you know four or five months of of um, of us getting kind of back to the the new norm and. and going out performing and touring and stuff like that but yeah now we're now we're back to like no no shows no clubs no concerts and stuff like that yeah Yeah, i mean and it's kind of the same for us here in vegas man obviously tourist based economy i mean size wise it's a little different but yeah we uh we just can't get it together right now man like we up and down and up and down nobody want to wear their mask like you yeah it's um i mean i don't personally know what the answer is i don't like profess to have the answers to these i just try to do what's advised and um you know but um so yeah with that man like uh like you said it it was a lot of digital a lot of people went into the digital space a lot of live uh like the versus series and stuff like that a lot of amazing yeah yeah i got to see some people i never would have got to see uh you know sit down and do their thing um (laughs) so now moving into this year where things are not lax but they're starting to get a little better um are you are you specifically and then do you think most people are going to continue to keep the diversified hustle going or you think people will just want to get back to the one lane like they used to yeah you know that's interesting that you say that because like when we had our little break i noticed that people kind of went back to what they were used to you know what i mean like they went back to what they used to they they abandoned the digital game and they went back to the physical things and then now that we're back here now i'm starting to see them jump back on what they were doing before where like so now i kind of can like scale that i'll say look like i want to be able to do both right like i want to be able to keep my online activity really just as strong as it it was when we had when we had no other choice and then when we do have a a choice i still want to keep that up and then still do the physical stuff as well man like i i think that it's it's almost silly to to live in, in the, the the times that we live in and not take advantage of the technology that's available for us uh you know with this this whole world of internet it just brings the world together instantly and you know you just you know I, it's just a powerful tool like we like you said we talk you you and you in america it's, it's morning time out here it's daytime uh, uh, you know probably nighttime starting to come into nighttime out there and we talking live on, on online so it's, it's crazy man so like, uh, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy man. Time. You're yeah. definitely right, man. And, and I, like I said, yeah. that's just an illustration of it. It is. It's like, like, and why? Why would you want to get rid of one avenue to have more people check out your stuff? Like, like if you're nice. performing in, if you're performing in Thailand, but you're streaming live. I don't, I don't know, like the logistics behind it, but I know there was like digital ticket sales for certain live shows, like and things like yeah. that. Like, it's a whole nother revenue stream, right? So yeah, another game. Yeah, yeah, man, and and I I noticed that too, cause you know, like when everybody was sitting on a house, sitting in a house board, it was live, like so and so such and such is live on IG, they so and so live on Twitter. Now I'm yeah, like, yeah. I ain't nobody fun. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I think I'll I'll try to, uh, cause they have the capacity here to do that, like incorporate the live stream aspect of it. Like this is the first, it's usually just audio, but it's making me want to lean into, like you say, those other lanes. Um, yeah. So yeah, 2020, crazy obviously for everybody. 2021, hopefully we on to bigger, better, and brighter things. Let's talk about speaking of bigger, better, and bright, bigger, better, and brighter things. Uh, what, what's uh, what's popping for you not right now, and what are you gonna move for? Sorry, America. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all good, brother. But like, what what do you got going on right now, and what are you uh, looking to do in the future? Projects, collabs, shows, 
anything like that what, what's what's popping with you this year um man you know just putting out more projects um i i, I actually have a movie that i i, I did it's called 1983 um and it goes with my along with my ep so it's eventually i did a visual i did a visual album um so i'll be releasing that online soon um and i'll be i'll be doing extensively promoting the marketing promoting that um you know more collaborations on the way uh, hopefully you know when this when this when this covid situation dies down i'll be able to come back to america and do some do more collaborations and hopefully you know do some shows if if, if things are good um, and and really just staying creative man you know staying 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 creative is pretty much the main thing right like content is key so just creating a lot of content yeah man that's, that's it you know or yeah yeah staying busy man staying busy um so yeah on the on the staying busy tip man like um do you have any i guess do you have any advice for someone who's trying to like other than you know get a passport make a move get a plan network research um do you have any advice for people that want to that want to branch out that like how like into you know all the, any of these different medias we've been talking about like do you have any advice to keep like like how do you keep your head in the game basically is, is what i'm asking yeah. for other people i think that uh i, I mean I, I you know not to just give I, I think you have to stay online man you have to like do your research and just 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 pay attention to what's happening what's going on you know what i mean like what you utilize i think Oh, I think we dropped out. Okay, yeah. Uh, apologies, um, obviously, you know, dealing with technology um, and new technology and uh, distance and all those things, man. We have uh, some small technical technical difficulties, but overall, while I'm waiting to get him back in, uh, I will say this, man, um, I feel more even more so than when i sat down in the chair to do this interview i feel like this has been an incredible uh incredible conversation to just illustrate to people how possible life is you know what i mean like we're i mean especially if you're my age or even around my age we're raised to believe that you can only live certain ways uh you can't do this you know and not even for really extravagant crazy things but like you know not like oh i want to be in the nba or i want to be an astronaut because that's a one percenter type of gig but just for like, you can kind of picture your life and you can make that happen. I mean, with technology, with, um, you know, with technology, with social media, with opening your mind, opening your eyes and broadening your broadening your horizons as far as like what is possible internationally. Like I was talking with him, like I do a lot of um, research on international real estate and, you know, within reason, a lot of places that you would not expect it to be cost effective to own property in you can like for example to illustrate buying a a, a not so great house in las vegas at this time even though the market is down it's going to cost you no you're not going under two hundred thousand, probably around 250 and if you want something where you you know your chances of getting shot or stabbed are a little bit lower you're going up into the high threes mid threes high threes is almost kind of where it was at when i moved here uh in 2004 but saying that to say, like with the for for the cost of buying a house in Las Vegas, you could have ten different properties, international properties, and they wouldn't be houses, but it would be like condos, flats, duplexes, 
some housing, but not like obviously on a grand scale like, you know, here. But you could technically li live in 10 different countries and travel between them at your leisure. Because once you get over there, it's like driving to Utah. Driving to, dri going to like, say you live in northern Italy. You can drive to Switzerland. It's like driving to Utah. You could drive to, um, you could get, get on the train to Portugal and it's like four or five hours, maybe six hours. It's like taking a train to, it's like going to San Diego or et cetera. It's just to illustrate that. So yeah, I think, um, I don't know if we'll be able to get him back on the interview because uh, I know time and technology um, is, is a tricky thing. I'm trying to check to see if I can't get him up. Um, I do, but in the meantime, I'm going to ramble. So while we're waiting for him to hopefully get back uh, and I find a track, I'm going to play a track from my boy Raph Alpha real quick. And uh, this is I Won't Miss by Raph Alpha out of Baltimore, Maryland. He's a really good dude. The album is called Sedulous. So I'm going to let this drop real quick while hopefully we can get my boy Radio back. And if not, it's still been an enriching experience. So, yeah, I Won't Miss Raph Alpha. And we'll be right back. Donald's a chump, hope his time in the White House is up. 
I'm always winning cause I get right back up when I fail I fight tooth and nail for success so the team can prevail And God bless all the homies with good intentions Y'all providing the gas for my motivational engine Ready for the marathon, rest in peace to nip I'm shooting my shot for greatness and I bet I won't miss Nigga That was um, I Won't Miss by Raph Alpha out of Baltimore off the Sedulous album. Like I said, we had some, uh, some technical difficulties with my boy Radio. Uh, we're trying to get him back, but I don't know if that'll be possible. So in the meantime, I'm going to play another track, and then I'm going to wrap this thing up uh, with a little closure. I appreciate everybody who's tuned in. Uh, and um, overall, man, it was an amazing experience. We talked about some things I didn't expect to talk about. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go back to my boy uh, Peacemaker out of California. Uh, this is his track, off of the Peace Be With You album is called Feel Me. Yeah. Y'all, y'all gotta feel me on this one. For real. I'm doing my best out here, man. With what I got. Look. Uh. Uh, God forgive me, I'm trying my best uh-huh. His footprints in the sand, they keep guiding my steps uh-huh. Carry me when I'm weary and I'm fighting for breath My joints on fire, what this author write is a mess Fighting with death, hoping I don't get sick I'm taking risks, making every step count like a Fitbit Rappers say they in they bags, yeah I get them zipped quickly Not cut from the same fabrics, rappers throwing bitch fits in them Well, uh-huh. they leaving us lost with no GPS nah. Give us bullshit news, but I can CBS uh-huh. I leave pain I feel and hope to relieve my stress Back in the past cause the kid need to see progress yep. No more one step forward and then two steps back that's too many steps, they call and travel after that I leave my essence in every one of my sentence To feel me, cause you could be present But got no presence, uh, yeah I'm hoping that you feel me It's no facade, no mask, it's just the real me I'll give you everything inside until it kills me And I won't ever change, I promise, cause I'm still me Yeah, I'm hoping that you feel me It's no facade, no mask, it's just the real me I'll give you everything inside until it kills me And I won't ever change, I promise, cause I'm still me Uh, I see the man in the mirror And I'll never lose my cool, I can't make it any clearer I'm loving what I'm seeing, cause I hate what I'm not Unloyal people, man, I wish that all the hate could just stop But I can see into the future, so I'm safe in my zone I know when y'all hating, some love it, some rave and some moan Damn And all these rappers babble on With idle eyes, fans idolizing, they idols wrong They recycle lines, spit lines in the microphones They can't disguise what's inside when they out of their private zone Nah, I'm me until I touch the skies He never lies, you can look into the author eyes When I put my pen down, that's when the author rise I allow y'all to see me, that's how I authorize Yeah, I'm hoping that you feel me 
It's no facade, no mask, it's just the real me I'll give you everything inside until it kills me And I won't ever change, I promise, cause I'm still me Yeah, I'm hoping that you feel me It's no facade, no mask, it's just the real me I'll give you everything inside until it kills me And I won't ever change, I promise, cause I'm still me What's up, everybody? We are back. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we had some technical difficulties with radio, but I personally am amazed <laughs> that it went so well as, a, as an older gentleman that I am. Um, I'm always leery about technology. So when it was like, yeah, you know, you can do uh, Zoom or Skype or whatever. And I'm like, what kind of magic is this? I don't I need to have the person sitting here. But um, like I say, for him being all the way in Thailand, uh, the connection was amazing. Obviously, uh, it's due part and parcel to my homeboy, Triv, the uh, sound engineer here. Man, he, he's like a wizard, man. He does the videos on point, man. Um, you know, he, he just he's opened my eyes to what's really possible, man. Like I said, I was telling him when I first came in, I was looking at IG uh, for one of the other shows here on Room Service Radio. And I was like, damn, that's a whole vibe. Like, you know, it was, you know, the logo was there. And, you know, usually IG is somebody holding a potato and like looking in the camera and it's wiggling and they, you know, but it was a smooth process, man. So be on the lookout for that, man. I'm looking to step into the video space, uh, even though I am an awkward dude. Um, but Saying that to say, man, um, shout out to my boy Radio 3000, man, uh, for taking the time to sit down with me and discuss things so you can really see in reality what's possible. Um, like you can kind of really author your own life. All you have to do is have the willingness, the determination to make a decision that you're not going to live uh, that nine to five lifestyle and be fearless about stepping off the off the ledge, man, and just knowing that. You know, because, I mean, uh, Jim Carrey said it, man, I, and I watch a lot of motivational stuff, so I always have these little tidbits, but Jim Carrey did say this in an interview a while back, or a speech to a graduate class. He was like, man, you can fail. And, it's, and you know, the 2020 uh, pandemic and the, the economic situation has kind of illustrated that to us, is that you can be broke doing what you thought you didn't, doing what you thought you had to do. You know, like, they told you you couldn't put on a Batman suit and go out and stand on the corner and make money. I got a homeboy in Seattle. His name is Jonathan Bell. They call him the Seattle Superman. He's a brother from out there who moved out there in a van. And now he's, like, I won't say famous, but he's internet notoriety. And he makes a living from being a, a Superman figure. And it's like, when you are from where I'm from, you've been like, that doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. But that just goes to illustrate that what this time has created in terms of what's possible if you got something in your mind that you want to do, I guarantee you it's enough people out there that will, that will rock with your movement enough to keep you afloat until you can kind of catch on. So saying that to say, man, if you have been planning for some period of time that you want to do this, you want to start a business, you want to um, write a book, you want to, you know, go to Thailand, go to Egypt, go to Antarctica, go to Australia. You know what I mean? I think 2020 really showed us um, that there's no time like the present. And I'm not saying, like, sell your kids on eBay and uh, go open a, um, a three-ring circus because that's crazy. But I am saying that if you wake up every day and you take one step in the direction that you want to move in, chances are eventually you're going to get to your destination. But if you just wake up every day and sit down in this um, self-perpetuating lifestyle that you believe that you had to live until you realize that you didn't have to, you're going to eventually wake up one day and you're going to be 75 or 80. And I'm not saying 75 or 80-year-olds can't 
make a life for themselves, but I'm saying that if you move every day in the direction that you want to be in, eventually you're going to get to your destination, no matter how far away it is. And also, uh, shout out to my boy K Fly and Love for making that illustrated with this room service radio thing. It was, it's a process, from what I understand, that they had been working on for quite some time. And eventually they just decided to um, move into this space, like, we're going to do this thing. And now look, it's popping. It's, 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 it's crazy. So, yeah, man, like, take inspiration from the people, places, and things around you. Either A, things that you want to do, or B, things that you definitely don't want to do. Take lessons in that. Because every person that comes into your life, every experience that you have, in my opinion, is a lesson that you can learn. Like, um, yeah, I'm not going to do that again because that sucked. I hated that, uh, you know. So let me try this. And then you try this and it works. And you're like, I'm going to keep doing that. It's just like going to the gym. I personally hate going to the gym, but I've been going because I didn't like where I was at physically. I'm used to being athletic. I'm used to being uh, able to move and able to put on some, lack of a better word, effing socks. Now, brother like me, I reach down and put my socks on. And when I come up, I get dizzy. That's not okay to me. So what did I do? I got a little... Chauncey ass gym membership and I get up and I only go twice a week at best but maybe one day it'll be three times a week so yeah man I'm rambling on about that to just say that man like you can live the life you want or as they say you know in the words of cool and the gang love the life you live so you can live the life you love and make every day better than the next one um we probably gonna cut this a little bit early because you know I don't want to uh ramble on too long but I am appreciative for the process I am appreciative at the fact that you know People are tuning in. I had people drop me messages. Man, I've been actually getting some new followers. That hasn't happened in a while. And, um, yeah, man, just in general, you know, my life is, is getting better one step at a time. And I owe that all to this process. I owe that all to the people in my life. And uh, moving forward, man, I wouldn't have it any other way. So I'm going to play one more track. Uh, this is from... Um, a young lady out of the UK that I was talking to uh, radio about. I was talking to my homeboy Triv about it. Hopefully we'll be able to get her on the show. Um, but uh, I, I follow her on Instagram. Her name is Shay D. Uh, she's based out of London. She's an incredible artist, Persian. Uh, it's not Persian America because she's not Persian. I mean, she's not American, but Persian British uh, MC, and she's dope. Uh, I'm going to play her track. It's called Gimme That, produced by Nutty P. Uh, and... Yeah, man, I'm grateful for this whole thing, and um, thank you all for rocking with me. I'm going to actually play this off YouTube, so it's probably going to be a little wonky. But, um, yeah, bear with me, man, and I'm doing this thing one day at a time, and I'm grateful for the whole process. So, uh, yeah, here's uh, Gimme That. Are you not ready to make some noise for Shay Show up too pretty like a cartoon Killer beat too sharp like a harpoon That your spirit don't know which way to depart to Spit bars your half is like rookie Hit hard you're clutching your woody Big star about to get goody Get hype in a dress or a all black hoodie Why we still living in a world where men degrade females Cause they got that status Then we go smash it up like them and 99% still wanna hate us Watch now you wish you would rate us In my DM asking for favours I'm like who are you who's asking Where was you then who's the last one laughing I'm looking in the river like what 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 Vexing my demons like you coming or not Put Yes, I gotta unlock how my vault pulls stop you a dot 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 uh skip so chat to my own mind This show runs to my own time Let's go did it on my own grind Bitch no eat from my 
spirits Never did Charlie, never did Ketamine, no that's nasty Been a long time, what like Century X in the box man, what a 360 What a turnaround man, a spun ballerina, dizzy Never been off my head top, never been tipsy Never been gone. 